What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? So, back half of the show, uh, we, of course, will be recapping SummerSlam, uh, which we watched last night. Uh, Summer Squash, <laughs> as it's been referred to in the uh, <laughs> the Monday Night Vlog group. I'll have to credit Andy with that, uh, but he was far from the only one on the internet that figured that one out. Um, but we will get started with some video game stuff first, uh, but some housekeeping before we get there. Uh, don't forget to go to youtube.com slash densepixels and subscribe to our channel and click the bell icon. We do upload this podcast in video format every single week. Uh, if you are not a premium member for TNP Studios, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Sign up today. It's just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. Uh, gets you weekly episodes of the Look Forward Political Podcast, the airing of grievances, the men with the golden tongues, and no time to bleed. I uh, know new airing grievances just dropped this week. Uh, the Kiss Hello episode, which I have not listened to yet, but I'm very curious to, because I can only imagine Micah's thoughts on Kiss Hellos. I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> to, I'm very curious to get people's reaction to it too. Like I, I, I'm not. I'm not crazy. You're not. No. Apparently, I'm neutral evil, but I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and I'm neutral. What, what are I? Neutral. You're neutral. Neutral. Good. Yeah, something like that. I, I'll take it because I'm not evil. But hey, I know what I am. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Jay did tell me what what your. Uh, I didn't. I haven't listened to the episode either, but he did tell me your thoughts on uh Yeah, that. listen to it because I'm curious. Listen to it, and uh, uh, any of you listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, just just throw five bucks our way. Just it's just five yeah, bucks. Five dollars. The episodes are like sandwich for five bucks tomorrow. Right. The episodes of varying grievances are like twenty to thirty minutes. You can literally go to the store and come back and listen to our hilarity, and then you get a ton of other stuff like the men with the golden tongues and the crown jewel in the TMP Premium Network. Um, uh, look forward. Which nowadays is, I mean, it is. No words. Literally no words. Fucking ridiculous. Look, if you go, if you go into lookforward.com slash fans, our political uh, Facebook group that we are in, the celebration that ensues whenever a new episode drops, because people are just salivating for political commentary in this climate, which yeah, they'd be ready to fight y'all niggas when y'all record. That's right. Whether you whether it be you, Jay or Andy. Like there's three of y'all, one of two of y'all should be able to record it uh, every <laughs> week. We don't care. Even I'm sitting there like, yo, when the fuck is the, when that shit it's it's out. always Jay's fault. It's and I'm part Jay's of the fault. goddamn network. I just goes to show you. So good, yeah. So good. Deadspixels.com/slash premium. If you've not signed up yet, you're missing out. Sign up today, and then of course, if you uh, if you listen to this show in podcast format, no matter what podcatcher you use, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the other TNP Studios shows, which include the Nerdpocalypse and Black on Black Cinema, uh, and we would appreciate that as well. So, new releases: uh, Shenmue One and Two. The HD remaster is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One this week in the wake and the lead up to the hotly anticipated Shenmue 3. Mike, are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna take Lon D on again? Um 
That's like asking me, do I want to take a ball peen hammer to my toes? <laughs> why, why would I do that? Why would you want to torture yourself? Why would I want to torture myself? I understand, especially because you got Yakuza 2 coming out soon as well. Yep. So, Wait, what? Yakuza 2 is getting remastered because I, I guess they're slowly remastering all of the Yakuza games. And, uh, Pretty much, yeah. And they're, and they're making that happen. And that comes out in like two weeks. So, yep. uh, mm. the, the game that I'm sure everyone is, Yo, is here for. This is, okay. I just looked at it. Yeah. I don't even. Fine. Sure. Continue. Uh, All Star Fruit Racing coming out to retail, no less. They actually printed this game on a disc <laughs> and boxed it up and are selling it in brick and mortar stores. Is it in a jewel case? Uh, it, <laughs> because I feel like it doesn't. You think you think it should come in a CD case with a with the handwritten title on the disc, yeah. like like it just like not a Memorex not, like a Memorex uh, DVDR or something like that, and like an old school fucking CD. Fuck that. Uh, you know, I I can't it. dispute that. Um, yeah. but yeah. So if you want uh, if you want kart racing and you don't have a Switch and want to play a good kart racing game. And you're so desperate for kart racing that you want to, you know, that you just have to get anything with kart racing, uh, then All-Star Fruit Racing is here for you. And if you want actual racing, uh, F1 2018 is releasing on PS4 and Xbox One for our friends across the pond. Uh, In Europe, this game probably is very popular because F1 is actually very popular over there. See, okay, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) All-Star Fruit Racing. like. What the fuck? It's not fruit. I can't. This is why I can't get by like independent developers, like because like they're not they're not innovating. Like this isn't innovation. This isn't this isn't new. Is 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 broke dick Mario Kart? I mean, to be fair, isn't almost any kart racing game that has come after Mario Kart just broke dick Mario Kart? Really? At the end of the day, it is. Yeah. Yeah. but, but this has a fruit theme. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, and, you and, throw and, fruit at people instead of like, well, actually, no, you threw fruit at people in fucking Mario. But I have bananas and shit. Yeah. And, and I have to say, um, it is a shame that we are reviewing SummerSlam because if not, Broke Dick Mario Kart would be a shoe <laughs> for the episode title. But, uh, but alas, that'll, that'll have to be fun for those that actually listened to the podcast. Uh, digitally, uh, this one actually is going to be a good one. Guacamelee 2 coming to the PlayStation 4. Uh, we uh, will probably be looking at it. We, we all enjoyed the original the Guacamelee. One. And uh, they've added co-op to uh, mm-hmm. an already good game. So How is that going to work? Uh, <laughs> who cares? It's more Guacamelee. That's really all that, uh, that I require. So, yeah, Guacamelee 2 coming to PS4. Uh, Brawl Outs, yet another Smash Brothers-inspired fighting game coming to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. This is on the heels of the recently released Brawlhalla, which is oh, basically the same thing. Of. Yeah, it's, exactly. I, I was about to say, Brawl, uh, this is already out, but that's Brawlhalla, never mind. Yep. What's the fucking difference? I, Different characters? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Apes, The Last Frontier. Uh, this is the, the Telltale-esque Planet of the Apes game. It already released on PS4. It's now coming to Xbox One. Uh, Phantom Doctrine, a turn-based strategy game set during the Cold War, releases on Xbox One this week. And because, I, I don't know why, Night Trap releases on the Switch. Why? Um, it's, it's, it's because, it's for the hipsters, man. 
It's for the hipsters. Look, Trey in in the fan group bought Night Trap, was really excited for it. We cautioned him against it. He's, he still did it. And then immediately regretted his purchase. Yeah, because he's not a hipster. It's not a good game, for one. And that's what happens when non-hipsters like try to dabble into hipster stuff. Like it just does, you, you see it for what it is. This is this is just old garbage. <laughs> this is the Night Trap was terrible, man. Also, Night Trap is twenty five, yo. Like, damn. Like night, like night trap is twenty five. I mean, the like, they can get a discount on car insurance because it's twenty five years. Old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Genesis it. turns thirty uh, next year, I think. Jesus Christ! So. Fucking Genesis is Genesis is about to get his shit together and leaving the club, trying to settle down. <laughs> Wait a minute, Genesis turns thirty. Yeah, eighty nine. Wow. I know. We're old. Yeah. Carrie was like one. <laughs> if that, she might not have been born yet. Was she? I, she, I think she was. I think she was born in 89, maybe. Or it's either 89 or 90. How old are you, Carrie? It's like 28, 29 or something like that. To find out how old Carrie is, com slash Because that's probably where she'll respond. There's actually a slew of release date and new game announcements this week, much more than I think we've ever had in one week's time. Uh, so the Dark Souls port uh, that was supposed to release on the Switch when the Dark Souls 1 remaster came out has been delayed to October 19th uh, is when it's going to release. Walmart is getting an exclusive Nintendo Switch bundle that releases on November or sorry September 5th. It's going to be $359.99, and it will include downloads for Mario Tennis Aces and 1-2 Switch. Um, so that is coming exclusively to Walmart. Apparently, it can be pre-ordered now. Uh, one of the big news items from last week is Diablo 3 confirmed coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it will have all the accoutrement of the console releases, including seasons and uh, the ability to get into adventure mode right away without having to beat the campaign. However, you will not be able to transfer characters from either console version over uh, to this version of the game. Well, sorry. I was going to buy it. Now I'm not. I know. I, I, that's, why, that's why I brought it up, because I was also <laughs> disappointed to hear that as well. Damn. That kind of sucks. It does. Uh, but, but like I said, the, 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 the trade-off there is you can jump into adventure mode right away without slogging through the, uh, the campaign. Wait, can you, can you uh, import characters from like an Xbox to a PS4? No. No, it doesn't work. You can stay in the same family, but you can't... Uh, you can't go across across platforms. Okay. So, uh, the Spyro Remastered trilogy has been delayed to the to November thirteenth. Uh, so then, instead of coming out in September, that'll be November. Uh, it was announced that anyone that picks up Hitman Two uh, will get all of the Hitman One maps, or sorry, Hitman Season One maps. Uh, they'll be remastered and enhanced. So that's a nice little deal if you pick up uh, Hitman Two this November. Uh, Bloodstained, the Kickstarter success, has been delayed, shockingly, into 2019. And the PlayStation Vita version has been canceled. Because, I guess, common sense wins the day. Uh, For the developers of Bloodstained, I can understand why they might not give a shit about the Vita version at this point. Uh, But if you backed it for the Vita version, stop backing Kickstarters. Uh, Sekiro Shadow... I was about to say, man, like... (laughs) Wait, what the fuck is Bloodstain? Bloodstain is the Castlevania um, knockoff that was very popular on Kickstarter that's been delayed a couple of years now because it was supposed to come out in 2017 originally, I think. And has gotten pushed back. Congratulations, you backed a game 
And instead of that game coming out, they gave you an 8-bit version of that game. That's called a bait and switch. (laughs) You know what's funny, though, is that if there's any genre that is super oversaturated right now, it is the Metroid-style 2D platformer. Yeah. And so Bloodstained really doesn't need to exist, honestly. (laughs) What the fuck is going on in this game? I mean, it looks fine. But that's it. Well, but, well, you'll have you'll have to wait till next year to see what all the hype was about, Terrence. So, yeah, we'll just pick up uh, Dead Cells. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. That's the word on the street is that Dead Cells is <laughs> the business. So, uh, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice, the new game from From Software, uh, releases March twenty second, and Battlefield 5's beta begins on September fourth. So, if you pre order that, uh, you will get access to the beta. For Battlefield 5. Mike, do you forget what Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is? Yes. It is the samurai <laughs> game that we saw that showed during the Xbox presentation at E3. Huh. Okay. I oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the game that I thought was Tenchu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The game that everyone thought was Tenchu. Yeah. And uh, are you excited for Battlefield, Terrence? Battlefield 5? While I enjoyed Battlefield, uh, Battlefield 1, um, again, I had a whole host of issues like logging into games. Sometimes it would take up to five minutes to get into a game. I don't know. And I, I refuse to believe it was my goddamn internet. Like, it's not that bad. Um, if the interface is the same, no. Not absolutely not. Like, their interface is just, it's just clunky for nothing. Like, they got stuff at the top of the, at the, top of the, um, the screen. That's, that's basically everything. I don't know. I'm not, no. I'm not excited for either one of these games, whether it be um, Battlefield or Call of Duty. I will Uh, say um, I did watch some gameplay of the Black Ops 4 beta, and it looks all right. I mean, it does very much look like Call of Duty, but it looks all right. They're doing some... uh, It's like a mashup of Call of Duty and um, what's that game? Since there are like um, classes, it's more more like um, Rainbow Six. No, no. What's the other game? The, the game that's super popular right now, Fortnite. and it's a bunch of different classes. They're, well, they're characters, but you can continue. They're in different classes. Oh, Overwatch. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an Overwatch, Call of Duty, Fortnite match going on in, in Black Ops Four because those are all the most popular. Um, games out now and that's what ea does i mean activision. i mean not ea activision does yeah. well actually what everybody does now like just kind of see oh that's really popular let's fucking make a game out of it yeah basically let's like mike it. the the character selection works exactly like it does in overwatch where there's different like classes that you can pick but everyone every class can only be used once in each match yeah. on your like, team what when you die can you uh can you switch classes? I don't think so. I think you're stuck with that class for the match. Huh. But they all have like individual supers, for lack of a better term, yeah. that do different that, stuff. That and, recharge. Right. And, like that. and call yeah, because, duty? Yeah. Because. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because. Yeah. No uh, have, you, have you heard anything from Call of Duty fans? Like, are they 
Like upset by this? I, is it too different from? Call I think of Duty? the fact that things are quiet is actually a good sign because people tend to be loud when they're discontent. Um, I've seen quite a few videos that are saying like this is garbage. Oh, really? Well, it's, okay. well, it's not Call of Duty because it isn't really like they're trying. They're what? putting. Every, they're basically putting everything into this game to make it different because it's been Call of Duty, which has been basically stale for the last. 12 years this is a um this is a bit of a series has been going on this is a bit of a tangent and i don't want to get too deep into it to move the show along but and we and we might not be the people to talk about this because we don't play call of duty but what do call of duty fans want (laughs) because they they've been bitching for the last three years because they haven't enjoyed like the jetpacks and shit like that and finally took those out right they took those out now it's it's boots on the ground again yes boots on the ground but now it's like overwatch (laughs) <laughs> which is different it's new but it's not it's not new per se but it's new for call of duty apparently they want modern warfare 4 it well they but they re-released that. that it's not they like that it. sold like crazy i don't think they know exactly what they want i think they want but they'll play whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> they'll play whatever they whatever they give them i mean this shit keeps selling so it does look i don't get it I look. I was out after Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. When did that come out? Two thousand ten. So look, if you if you're in our fan group, densepixels.com/fans, and you play Call of Duty, what do you want from a Call of Duty multiplayer game? Let us know. Because that's all it is now. <laughs> Bro, it's true. Oh, but yeah. Let it. Let us know. Let us know <laughs> what you want from Call of Duty multiplayer. Because I, I am genuinely curious to know what people want. And and it might. And, and, it, and I think the biggest problem might be that the that the pool of fa- of players for that game is so large that if you satiate one group of people, there's going to be another group of people that are going to be upset. So like, there's always yeah. going to be a third of the call of duty players who are upset about something. Yeah. So. Oh, it's not just the internet wrestling community. No, <laughs> <laughs> just gets mad about everything. No, I, uh, like I said, the, the word on the street is, is sometimes, uh, not great for Call of Duty either. But like I said, this I haven't been hearing from many people about uh that they didn't enjoy the beta or anything like that. So it's interesting. But uh let's some people it's it's kind of been split. Some people actually do like what they're where they're going, other people are like, no, this is not my call of duty. So it's not again, my call of duty. Again, it's That's like a, 50-50, whatever. It's a problematic I phrase. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't it's like not it. My call of duty. <laughs> it's not my country. My country mm. wouldn't allow change. <laughs> so but let's uh let's move on to the headlines for the week slow news week uh which bodes well for the SummerSlam talk but yeah terrence take it away uh, first up um patrick so- soderland so soderland soderland there, there's there's over the o so. uh, is leaving ea um oh yeah he does got some umlauts or whatever that thing is called uh patrick soderland chief design officer and frequent spokesperson for electronic arts as it exiting the company CEO Andrew Wilson addressed the departure in an open letter to employees, writing that Soderlund is gearing up for his next life adventure. Uh, apparently, this guy was um, like the the voice for um, Battlefield, he, or the face of Battlefield, and he's done with EA. You know, it's funny. So I'd read somewhere or heard somewhere that he actually was wanting to leave last year as well. Uh, but because there was some, you know, tumult of, you know, with the whole Star Wars Battlefront fiasco and Mass Effect and stuff like that, they wanted a steady hand to continue in his position. So EA paid this guy a bonus 
of $140 million to stay on last year. Ah, damn. That's not right. You, that, you added a zero, yeah. Nope. You had to have added a fucking <laughs> nope. Uh, in the comments uh, on this Polygon like, article that we whoa, linked. Whoa, 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 whoa. So his next life adventure is doing nothing. Yeah, his next <laughs> life adventure is, is putting money in a blender and drinking it because he's got too much. <laughs> no, there's no way. Are you sure you read that correctly? Hang on a second. Let me see. Because that is million dollars. Yo, that's more than like that. Oh, that our CEO of. Oh, you know what? I I didn't add a zero. I added a one. That's the problem. So forty million. Forty eight <laughs> million. So this is from Bloomberg um, earlier this year, and yeah, it says that EA more than quadrupled compensation to Patrick Soderlund uh, to forty eight point four million dollars to keep him in the company. <laughs> Yo, so, that's so he so he ain't making Bobby Kotick money, but he's still <laughs> he's still making some cash. <laughs> wow. Forty eight million. Still, what the fuck do you gotta do now? You got forty eight million dollars. That's where all your Star Wars battlefront. Jesus, he's got money to just throw a fucking around. That makes me angry. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll turn. Maybe he'll invest that into his next uh, venture in the, in video games. If he even he stays in video himself. games, he can do something. Yeah. He can do anything. Start he a wants. company called AE and then just. <laughs> 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 Why not? Wow, wow. that is. Mm. So did he work on Battlefield Five? I'm assuming. I think he. I, if I. If I. Let's. Uh. While we're just sitting in a chair made of gold and just fucking direct people around the. To. You know, I think. I think he did come up yeah. through Dice. Um. If I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. Yes, he he was the CEO of Dice. Uh. For quite some time, and eventually, of course, Dice was acquired by EA. Yeah. Um. It says according to his Wikipedia article. He estimated he owns approximately $11 million worth of EA shares. So, you know, he's got that waiting for him in case, uh, in case he decides to cash out at some point. Uh, but yeah, dude makes money and he is 44 years of age. Yo. All right. Yo, I thought this was like an old man. No, no. Look at, his, look at him. He don't look that old. I didn't, I didn't look at him yet. God. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm not going to look at him cause I'm just going to be mad. So wow! Congra- congratulations, Patrick Soderlund, for your massive bonus. Soderlund, shut up! I really next, God, damn, that I makes me that just makes me mad. I did not go into business, man. <laughs> I love video games and all the people making money are, are business people who don't know shit about video games. They know about oh. people like me that like to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that, that just hurt my heart for bro. Next up, and this is also really okay, fine. Uh Vampire TV series is in the works at uh Fox. So don't nod. Um they did they did the um Life is Strange, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh they did another game. I can't remember the name of it. It was a woman female protagonist. Oh, remember me. Remember me. Yeah, that one. And you know, uh, I think they're doing another one coming out. Yeah, they're doing that make a wish game. Oh, it already came out. Oh, it already came out. Yeah, okay. It was. I think it was a one episode deal, basically. 
Oh, oh for um, Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah. There's another. There's another game that I think that they're coming out with. It's basically the same as like um. It's one of those story-driven games that are not really games. Um, so yeah, they they the vampires being adapted. Uh, they created the game Vampire V A M P Y R. It's being adapted for television by Fox of, of, because of course, one they put a bunch of garbage on their channels anyway. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, Fox also greenlit a show where you know they're like, oh, the devil's a detective. So well, you know, it was a comic, right? Oh, my dad loves that show. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor <laughs> yeah, Vampire. Doctor Vampire is a, definitely a game that would attract them for sure. So, like they just like I think that show has been canceled. Just get the same fucking dude that just played Lucifer. Or it sorry, like I'll, or sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a nugget to uh, Scrubs fans out there. Basically, they made the Doctor Acula video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is happening. Maybe. Uh, what do you think about again? That? I feel like they could just get the guy that did, that played Lucifer and, and Lucifer and just whatever. He might be the cat. He, whatever. I didn't play the game. I don't know anything about it. What do you think about the idea of? Uh, Video game properties being turned into uh, television shows. You know, television, you can tell uh, long-form stories. You can you have room to grow things. People always want video game movies and then complain that the stories, you know, oh, it doesn't know what they did in the game, yo. Like, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think TV is a better medium for yeah. video game stuff, honestly. Like, like, they're making, like, the Metal Gear movie is in development. But there's no way... That I can see nope. that you can tell a cohesive Metal Gear story within a two well, and a half hour framework. Fair. I mean, you Metal can't tell a cohesive, Metal Gear a cohesive story. story. Right. You can't tell a, Metal, a cohesive Metal Gear story within twenty hours of game. That's play. my point. So, like, trying to <laughs> trying to squeeze all of this complication into two and a half hours is not going to work. But if you do a ten episode Netflix series and stretch it over twenty hours, I mean, ten ten hours because you're not doing two hour episodes, but you could. But if you stretch it out over ten hours, yeah, as well, who, who the fuck cares? Just right. make them movies. Kojima would do it. He would. He absolutely would. I think that's the thing, right? Piece. Like comic books, which are traditionally serialized, make for pretty good movies because they 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 boil things down to the essence. But they make like not so great TV shows, whereas video game movies are terrible. <laughs> Maybe they'll be like phenomenal television shows. I doubt it. I do too, but <laughs> <laughs> I got stories generally are stupid, Devil May Cry. So I don't uh, <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, that imagine Devil May Cry. Well, they did have a Devil May Cry series, right? It was, it an, was anime. an anime. Yeah, which I mean, that, don't, that don't count. That don't that don't count. It's an anime. Anime, they do anything in anime. Like they'll they'll throw throw fireballs and one will flip over a fireball. I'm like you aren't supposed to flip in the air, but I did anyway. Ah! <laughs> and just sit here for like this for fifteen <laughs> slow ass seconds doing this shit, and then fucking grown ass men are like yo, they flipping out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I am mad at you, grown ass man. You like what you <laughs> like those, those those reaction videos are something else. So they're so goddamn annoying. They just are. Are we still talking about vampires? No, we. Or, or, the, we I, don't, I don't know what the hell we're talking about at this point. We're talking about Dragon Ball Z. Um, 
Oh, next up, four new DualShock 4 controllers have been, have been announced. These aren't okay. bad. Uh, Micah, you're probably going to pick up the Sunset Orange one, I would imagine. Uh, let me see. I don't like that very blue. Oh, that's the... Eesh. It's, it's, it's Morgan colored. Honestly, yeah, no, school pride. Morgan colors, poly colors. I'm not really feeling. It. <laughs> I'm not really feeling the orange and blue. I'm just not. Like I know my first thought was like the Knicks. Yeah, I've never liked orange and blue as a color combination. Like it just doesn't. I don't like any of these controls. To be like, I if I was I to like pick one up, like, Sunset Orange would be the one. Like, very nah. blue looks. Barry Blue is very uh again you, you guys you guys don't follow Premier League soccer but Barry Blue is very Aston Villa colored. There'll be a lot of uh, Aston Villa fans that'll be pleased to get that. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> Sunset Orange reminds me of school. No. Blue Camo. No. What what are you what 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 natural environment are you blending <laughs> into that's blue? Like, like the people in the Navy don't wear blue camo, do they? No, not usually. Of course not. So. That's, not. That's trying to blend in. That's with the uh, water. that's urban camouflage colors. What, blue, yeah. Nigga, yeah. I mean, when the last time you've been to the city? <laughs> I'm just saying it, it blends into gray. It <laughs> blends into gray. About, so. right that is not urban enough. Decent. The only one that looks decent is the copper one. Yeah, and uh, I'm not really feeling that either. I wouldn't need that to be a ducker, but then it wouldn't be copper. It's bright. I think that's my issue. Yeah. But Either he, sunset orange or copper would be the ones I pick. Look, up. that Very blue just looks. That sunset know. orange one is going to be in my house because my wife is going to see it and she's going to want it. So, <laughs> no like, doubt about not it. Not bad. Out of all of them, that would probably be the one that I picked up. Like if someone were to get one for me, not telling anyone to do so. But if someone were to get one for me, I would probably be least angry at the Sunset Orange. <laughs> like the other one, I'm like, I blue camo just reminds me of Call of Duty for some reason, and I don't need that in my house. I mean, they did have a Call of Duty controller a couple years yeah, ago. They, is, it, is it not this one? Oh wait, that Call of Duty one was the one when um Black Ops Black Ops Three was gray. It was gray and yeah, orange. Like crazy shit. Yeah, <laughs> gray and orange. Yeah, that thing was ugly. Yeah, I'm not fan of these. Yeah. Like, that, you know what? Uh, Sunset Orange kind of grown on me. The rest of them. Okay, I like because I used to be a Knicks fan back in the day. Yeah. Nah. Blue yeah, and orange. Be ugh, ugh, ugh. ugh. You don't like blue and orange? So no, you don't, not you, that you, color. You <laughs> See, normally, uh, nor- normal folks, they're just like, oh, I love love my college alma mater shit. Uh, Are you trying to avoid that? Yep, trying to avoid it. <laughs> Didn't really have a great time in Morgan. Yo, no one that I know has had a, had a great time in Morgan. Yeah, not really. It seems sad. Kind of. I can find a picture of, uh, of my mascot, which was a fucking parrot. A blue and orange. A parrot? parrot. I thought it was a bear. I thought it was a bear. No, the poly parrot. Oh, the, you're talking about oh, poly. You're talking about poly. <laughs> real, we're we're gonna we're gonna test this real quick. Um, hey, yo, hey, how are you? Hi, why am I here? My wife is here, so I'm gonna show you something, and I'm going to, <laughs> and we're gonna find out if this is gonna end up in our home at some point one day. Ready? 
Uh-huh. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, 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 which one did no, he show? No, that's my you? weakness. The the orange one. I t- I told you that um, is my weakness. Okay. Orange is my weakness. Yes, that is going to be ours. <laughs> All right, so see, so I'm getting the sunset orange one apparently. <laughs> yes, Although, that's crazy. That too. I didn't notice this was sixty five bucks. Why they cost so much? Uh, all like, all of the non black no. PlayStation controllers cost sixty five. Yeah, really? Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, because black people are cheap apparently. Uh, not as agreed as some of the Xbox ones cost $70, some of their special edition ones. And still don't include <laughs> a rechargeable battery. I read a story that the Pro Control, they're, they're re-releasing the Pro Control. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, it looks the same. Yeah, it does. What are they re-releasing it for? Um, money. What's the updates? What are the upgrades? I don't know. I didn't really care much for it because I spent $150 on a Pro Controller, and... Um, you did buy that? Oh, you have one? Oh, I have one, yeah. Oh, I don't remember you doing that. about it is that it has heft to it, mm-hmm. but I don't need all that fucking changing and switching and shit. And whenever, whenever I, I, for some reason, I, my stupid ass bought Destiny on two systems, like a dummy. And when I'm playing Destiny, I can program the underside of the controller so that I can revive people while I'm still using the... Uh, oh, that's actually quite clever. And shoot. Mm. Yeah, like that. I was like, "Wow, okay, this this is worth it." That's what I told. This is worth one hundred and thirty dollars. That's what I told. I'm myself. glad I spent this so I can be the ultimate rezzer. <laughs> totally worth oh, the extra shit. expenditure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. But that was cool. But other than that, nah, nah, don't really, don't really need it. All right, and the last story in the headlines: uh, Amazon Prime's uh, video game pre-order discount is coming to an end. Um, <clears throat> Amazon Prime 20% discount on game pre-orders will go away on August 28th. What is that? Monday? Uh, the yeah. online? Oh, no, like Tuesday. Monday. Instead, Prime members will receive store credit as an incentive to pre-order video games through Amazon, marking a major change to one of the membership's best benefits. So wait, Only people pre- who bought games on Amazon got discounts? No, well, so so here's, here's, the, uh, here's the progression of how this went. So it used to be if you had Amazon Prime, you got 20% off all video games. Earlier this year, they were like, Man, we're probably losing too much money. Now you're only going to get 20% off for any games that you pre-order. Oh. And now it's just going away. And now when, if you pre-order a game, I guess you get $10 in Amazon credit because instead of saving you the money, they want you to turn around and you know, <laughs> yeah, reinvest you it. Dump it back into the community. Right, as, <laughs> as it will. makes sense. Uh, this is after Pro- uh, Prime re- received a $20 price increase earlier this year as well. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm it's 120 sorry. now. What do you think? How much is it? $120 a year. How much am I paying for fucking Prime? $120 a year. <laughs> I didn't kick out just 120 you, you, if you paid before this, apparently you paid a hundred dollars. I pay a hundred dollars a year, and I am more. Yo, what the fuck? Yep. Oh, and and that's not the only part of the story too. They they also announced today uh, that for Twitch Prime, which you get for free if you have Amazon Prime, they are eliminating arguably the best feature of Twitch Prime, which is the ad free streaming that everybody uh really oh, wanted it on, for. Yo, all right. Yo, uh, all right, Amazon, you're showing you're showing your true colors, man. I mean, Je- Jeff Bezos needs to be worth 100 like 200 billion dollars, so, you know, you got to got to make that money up somewhere. This is uh a lot of people are not happy with Amazon right now over this and I and I get it cuz it's it's really 
it, it sucks when you you know give people a nice feature and then you know take it back without really like the the explanation that they're giving like doesn't make Madden, a lot of sense. Huh? Put something in Madden and you snatch it right out and then put it back. Like hey, this new feature that we had six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, continue. No, it's, 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 it's like much, I said, it's, very much like EA is all I'm saying. It's just it's it's just funny that they're that they've spent a lot of time hacking out a lot of value from Prime while increasing the price of Prime simultaneously. Yeah, that's this kind year. of bullshit, right? So, and again, don't get me wrong. Like Amazon Prime, even for 120 bucks, even with this stuff being removed, still probably a great value, especially if you use Amazon a lot. Just just saving on the shipping alone um, might make that worthwhile. Yo, my wife is buying a lot of stuff as of late Mm. so much so that bank of america contacted her and said "Um, (laughs) are you making all these amazon purchases because uh this is somebody been snatched your shit right (laughs) it's like yo so yeah that's uh, funny guess what i'm gonna be doing i'm gonna be paying 120 (laughs) dollars to to not get ad support so you so if you if you use twitch and you want to continue not seeing ads during your Twitch streams, uh, you can continue to do that. You have to become a Twitch Turbo member, uh, and that is eight ninety nine a month. What the fuck is it? Power Rangers? Twitch Turbo? Twitch Turbo. Really? That's cute. However, you still do get your free gift subscription for Twitch that you can give away every month, and you will still not see ads on the channel that you are subscribed to. As long yeah, as that... Pisses uh, me off. YouTube has way too many advertisements now does it i wouldn't know yeah. like i'll be watching I'll, what i wouldn't know i i because I, 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 I pay i pay for youtube red i don't see any ads oh man yeah. look i might have to hit you up <laughs> i'm getting real sick and tired i'm getting real sick and tired of every move of every video that i watch some black guy in a lab coat comes up and is like, here's your brain on a bad mattress. And here's your brain on this mattress. Yay. Like, yo, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you pay for Spotify? No, I don't use Spotify. You don't. Okay. Well then never, never mind. I was about to blow your mind. But if you don't use Spotify, (laughs) because no, because I can, you'll, you'll, you'll be watching the video on YouTube and it'll have, it'll have commercials. During the video. Oh, no, see, yeah. Oh, man. Like, see, like, what are we doing yeah, like, right now? Like, you can see the little yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, sentence. I like, seem like to... right now, right before you see how you're trying to say something, but I keep interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember in on on many podcasts in this network, in many fan groups as part of this network, when I told everyone that I had YouTube read. Oh, the comments would come down. Why is he paying nine ninety nine a month to use something that I, I, I can I use for free? Ask you that question because I'm not fucking paying nine dollars a month for fucking YouTube. I'll eat that shit, <laughs> but no, like that shit is insane. <laughs> I'm not paying ten dollars a month. I already paid ten dollars a month for way too much shit. I just do. But see, I, I but I use YouTube money. more than arguably any other service that I that I that I use. So for me, it's well worth it. The hell for what? What are you oh, watching? So much are there TV shows. So <laughs> much. So many channels I follow. Also, like the like the ability to download videos for offline. Don't use it often, but it's handy. You can do that with YouTube Red. You can. Ah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I refuse. Yeah, every time I'm watching a video and I have to I have to uh, go to my home screen, they're like, 
And when I come back, they're like, you know, you could have been listening to this video. <laughs> if you had YouTube Red, you would try it out for a week. Oh, that's yeah, that's another thing too. Back uh background uh background playback. Yeah. It's also nice. They're like, you want to try? And I'm like, cuz cuz a lot of the stuff I watch is is not it, it's more like like podcast and video form kind of stuff, like spoken word stuff. So I'm just like mm. put that on in the background. I I can't tell you the last time I watched an episode of last week tonight. I just fucking play it on YouTube and toss it in the back. It's like a podcast with an audience. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> so. But yeah. But yeah, so like it's, it's a lot of people are pissed uh, getting back to Amazon and, and rightfully so, I feel like, because it seems like a lot of stuff's gone away from Amazon. And usually when stuff's going away, that's not the, that's not the best time to be like, eh, kick us a little bit, uh, increase your subscription by 20%. <laughs> so, Damn, man, that's some wild shit. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see, I mean, we'll see. I, I, and, but the problem is like Prime is so ubiquitous and so many people have it. That I don't see that you'll that they'll notice just like any significant right. Just saying you have fucking yeah. Yeah. So. Pay for it. <laughs> you just pay for it. But look, we we spent a, a little bit ragging on Amazon, but really we love Amazon. And we love densepixels.com slash Amazon. So when you go on there, when you're paying when you're using your overpriced prime subscription and you're not getting your 20% off your video game pre-orders and you're not getting your ad-free streaming on Twitch, the good news is is that you can still use densepixels.com slash Amazon, and you can still buy stuff from Amazon with our link, and that way we get a small percentage of the sale. It helps support the show. And wouldn't you really rather do that instead of give Amazon more money? They're already taking enough of your money. Bring, bring some of that over to DensePixels. And making you pay more. That's we right. We give you a lot more for $5. It's also true. Densepixels.com slash premium. But densepixels.com slash Amazon is also yeah. an important link, too. So we will also take care of our end of the show housekeeping since we're about to talk SummerSlam, and I'm sure a few of you are going to bow out. Oh, by the way, uh, programming note, uh, no show next week. We are <laughs> off. Uh, Micah and myself are both out of town. Um, but, of course, when we come back the week after, I will have all sorts of things to talk about uh, for, for upcoming games. So look forward to, to that as I make my pilgrimage to the GameStop Expo, as I do every year. Um, don't forget to join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. <laughs> Uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you do, we read it on the air. Make sure you subscribe to the show on any podcatcher that you use. And we are all on Twitch TV as well. So enjoy your ads as you watch our Twitch streams. I am Dense Pixels Brad. <laughs> Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Suppets Carrie. Uh, of course, Forsaken uh, right around the corner. So don't be surprised if you see my stream become a little bit more active uh, when that drops in a couple of weeks. So that is it for the video game talk. Uh, if you are leaving now, thank you very much. We will see you in two weeks. Uh, for those of you who are staying, you can catch our review right now of SummerSlam 2018. So, yes, SummerSlam 2018 originated from the Barclays Center for the fourth year in a row uh, in New York City. Um, summer, So, actually, a really good card this year. I was actually going into... Uh, this card looking forward to the vast majority of the matches uh, that were on the card. Mm -hmm. And I was also excited because for me, and we talked about this before the show, and we're not going to review uh, TakeOver Brooklyn in depth, but NXT for me this year was merely all right when the previous Brooklyn NXTs had been exceptional. And I felt like that gave WWE um, a greater leg to stand on for the big show this weekend. I, I feel like... Um... I feel like the storytelling 
aspect of SummerSlam this year was done pretty damn well. Uh, you know, I, I like NXT, but I usually watch NXT for the physicality of it, and I'll, I'll watch WWE for the wacky antics uh, that happen. Um, and yeah, I, I was I was super excited for this for this WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania SummerSlam, <laughs> and um, yeah, I thought it was good, man. I I I enjoyed it. I mean, things things happened the way they were supposed to happen. And I, 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 I don't know what people want. <laughs> I, I do not know what they want. God damn. Well, wrestling fans are nothing if not fickle, especially, uh, especially Lord. the fans that are prone to frequenting a SummerSlam event. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, so let's dive right into it. The first match on the card uh, was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this, of course, was the main event, uh, the last event, which was Extreme Rules? Not, no, it could have been Extreme Rules. I literally can't remember what the last event was. I yeah, I can't remember. What that's that's, that's fucking terrible. Um, by the way, like, how spoiled for choice is WWE with their roster right now? Think of all the people that didn't have a match at SummerSlam. This yeah, year. and it's not like SummerSlam was like a tight two and a half hours either. <laughs> like they, this was a stacked card, and there was no Bobby Lashley, there was no Usos, there were no Bar, there were uh, no Oscar, no Bailey, no Banks, exactly. Bobby Roode, exactly. Um, Jinder Mahal, you know, whatever you think of him, he's still been you know up on the scene. I and and you know what? To be fair, and I think we have to give WWE some credit here. In the past, WWE would throw all and shoehorn in all sorts of multi-man matches that were useless and, and not fun to watch just to shoehorn as many people on the card as they could. Right. So I appreciate the fact that, and to, to allude to what you said to the storytelling, they committed to the stories that they were telling and they weren't worried about just trying to, you know, make the big show and get everyone on there at the same time. And I think that worked to the, to the show's advantage for sure. Um, so Billy, so we get to Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. This is the third or fourth time that these guys have wrestled for the Intercontinental Championship in, in the last two months. And this match was a great example of just sometimes you just need two guys who are going to put on a fucking awesome match. And there were no stipulations. Of course, last month they wrestled uh, in the Iron Man match that had a, you know, a fucking dusty finish ending. Um, but in this one. It, uh, it, it, it just was a regular one-on-one match, and I think that really worked to the match's advantage. It went almost as long as the Iron Man match did. Um, it went damn near half an hour to lead yeah. off the show. And, uh, and it was awesome. I thought this was better than the Iron Man match last month. Well, when did Iron Man matches become 30 minutes instead of 60 minutes? It's, they've done that before. Um, I know Banks versus uh, whoever she wrestled in an Iron Man match. I think it was Charlotte Flair. Think uh, of Charlotte, but I figured they were doing. I mean, I hate to sound sexist, but I think I thought they were doing that because they were women. Well, that's why we called the aluminum man match last month because it wasn't it <laughs> yeah. wasn't the uh, it wasn't a real Iron Man match. But uh, but I I still thought this one was better. Um, and and it had like I said, the action was solid. Uh, it you you had the action that you would expect from these two. I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot more that these guys can do. Uh, that you haven't seen, but but they but they work really well together. Um, Dolph Ziggler continues to be incredibly underrated 
even though like he did get that push a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, he do you think he do you think he got pushed too quickly? I think that he so the problem that Dolph Ziggler had um when he won that world title is that they were reacting to the whimsy of the fans. Right. And but they did it and and I think they learned their lesson too because if you if you recall they did that with Dolph Ziggler after WrestleMania and then later that year that's when the Daniel Bryan story started. So they realized they fucked up with Dolph Ziggler. They pushed it too fast. And so with the Daniel Bryan story they they let it play itself out slowly. Mm-hmm. And it worked much much to its advantage. I think Dolph Ziggler's issue is that I don't know if he's like as in it anymore as he used to be, just because he has all these other ventures now that he that he's doing, and so maybe he doesn't desire the run at the top. You know, like he's he's perfectly happy being like the workhorse guy that's in the Intercontinental Title picture, but he doesn't aspire to be like a world champion anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I've always been a fan of Dolph Ziggler, man. I that guy, uh, I, I, he looks the part. He knows how to work. He he sells. I mean, sometimes to the point of like oversell. <laughs> like, come on, yo, this ain't this ain't this ain't Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan, yo. Like you ain't you don't have to be flopping around, right? But um, I've always I've always enjoyed him. Even back when he was uh, in the Final Fantasy VII party of him uh, as Cloud, AJ Lee as Tifa, and uh, Big E as Barrett. When that little team that they had, uh, I enjoyed that. But yeah, man, like these two dudes, I mean, they, they know how to put on a match, man. They do. And I remember that last pay-per-view, like people were, people were counting down or some dumb shit. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck? I know. They were, they were, fuck ca- and Pittsburgh. And I think that's part of, that's part of what made this match better is you didn't have the crowd fucking ruining it by, by coming in. Now, of course, the, the stipulation with this one is that Dean Ambrose is back, uh, back from injury. He was going to have Seth Rollins' back uh, as Drew McIntyre had Dolph Ziggler's back and was the reason that Ziggler won the Iron Man match. And I do love it when WWE um, leans into the rumors that are swirling around a match because the big rumor was that Dean Ambrose was going to turn on Seth Rollins. And Ambrose put himself into a few positions during the match that like, you, could, you were just waiting for him to like you know stab Rollins in the back, basically. Yeah, but it never came. But it, but the fact I think they were conscious of that, and so uh, and so that works really well. Uh, the reverse superplex <laughs> into the Falcon era was the one of the most brutal things I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean this this entire show was a little more violent, I feel, than typical WWE uh, uh, fair. I mean, I was I was trying to watch the way that Ziggler landed on that move, and I guess he got his leg a little bit under him so that that broke. His fall, because otherwise, that's like like belly flopping into a pool. Basically, yeah. the way that he uh, <laughs> the way that he took that superplex, it looked very very good, uh, but very very painful at the same time. But Seth Rollins uh, wins this match, uh, a distraction on the outside. Uh, thought that it might get his attention, but as Dolph Ziggler was going to super kick him, Rollins was the one that connected with the super kick and the stomp uh, gets him back to the Intercontinental Title. I don't love this decision. Um, I feel like the Seth Rollins should be moving up back to the Universal title at this point. Um, he's had the Intercontinental title for the better part of this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, and he was you know, in the tag title scene before that. So I've, I, I'm ready for, to see him at the top of the card again. And, uh, and so I don't know. I don't really care for him winning the title. It, I mean, he might 
you know, hot shot it over to Drew McIntyre for all we know soon here. So, yeah, that's what this is coming down to, right? Like all this, all this feud and all that, like it's, it's basically to set up Drew McIntyre as like this force. Like that's what I see this happening, especially since, you know, g- given the events of, of at the end of SummerSlam, I, I got to imagine that, um, I got to imagine that like there's a lot of interesting things that can happen now. Oh, you mean now now that a uh now that a particular title is actually going to be, you know, in yeah, the arena not, most weeks. <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um again, I don't like I don't I don't care for the outcome, uh but the match was excellent. Probably I'm I'm trying to I think one of their raw matches might have been a shade bit better. Um, but this one was pretty good too. Yeah. And, and, and you're never going to get, I mean, Seth, Seth Rollins for my money this year has been, has been the wrestler of the year easily in WWE. I don't think it's even a contest, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the next match, the bludgeon brothers defending their SmackDown tag team championships against the new day. Uh, we get Xavier Woods and big E wrestling for the new day in this match. Um, of course, the Bludgeon Brothers are undefeated since returning uh, as a tag team. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, of course. Uh, I, I, the Bludgeon gimmick's a good tag gimmick, but it's not a good tag champion gimmick. Because they don't really talk smack. They don't really do good interviews. You know, they're just this silent force that beats the shit out of everybody, but not in a fun way or not in, like, a scary way. Yeah, like, like they, this gimmick seems like what, the ascension like the ascension should be where and their gimmick should be where the bludgeon brothers are like the bludgeon brothers are just kind of there you know and it's like i'm not they're not intimidating like i mean yeah they're intimidating like i don't want that big ass corn fed dudes to (laughs) square up with me but (laughs) like i just don't I, i can't take them seriously and uh, it's like they have this gimmick, but they're not even they. They don't really lean into it. Well, and you know it's funny. It's it's because like they have a different gimmick than they had when they were part of the Wyatt family. But it's essentially like the same gimmick that they had when they were part of the they're Wyatt still family. Coming out with sheep masks and and now they just have butchers aprons on, right? And giant hammers. Yeah. So I will tell you this: Luke Harper is easily one of the most underrated guys performer performance wise on the roster. And that dude, that dude came along, that dude came along like 20 years too late. Could you imagine like Luke Harper is like this wild man. And then like in nineties WCW or in WWE, like he gets, he turns heel and like, gets like the, the clean cut heel gimmick, like from the wild man to like the, like the York foundation dude. Yeah. But he's still an awesome wrestler. Yeah. I can see that. So I don't know. I don't know how you would do that now. Um, I guess it has to be like an authority sort of thing. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like that's what he needs. Like he needs a complete 180 gimmick change. Like a, like a, like a, uh, like a JBL type of, like a JBL. I mean, like, like kind of, kind of what happened with Baron Corbin in some ways. Um, just, I mean, Baron Corbin is more from an image standpoint than it is a, a personality standpoint, but yeah. Cause no matter what, he just can't get abs. I, I, I got you, bro. I feel you, bro. I, I can do all the sit-ups in the world. I just can't get abs. And his stomach looks like a, like a mouth. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that thing. Like it's all right, keep your shirt on, bro. But but Eric Rowan to me is kind of useless. And and I'd love to see like Luke Harper just get a completely different gimmick than what he what he's running right now. And yeah. the and the funny thing is that dude can talk. Like if you've ever heard him do interviews and stuff like that, he is he's a very, you know, intelligent and eloquent guy from a speech standpoint. Hmm. So like he has the chops. I just they just need to take the chains off him. And that dude could be a could be a solid fucking wrestler. JBL is probably a great comparison. Actually, that's probably the best. Uh, that's like that's like his best case scenario. I think from a career yeah. standpoint. Um, I do enjoy the callback, and and I always like when they do this. Of course, a couple months ago, the Bludgeon Brothers uh, power bomb Xavier Woods onto the steel steps, uh, which took him to the hospital. Uh, they they did a callback to this where they almost did the same thing, but this time Woods was able to reverse into a Hurricane Rana. Always nice to see that. Of course, the commentary team completely whiffed on it and did not mention it whatsoever. <laughs> um, speaking of guys that I want to see get a singles run, I am ready to see a Big E singles run at this point now. Oh, you think they would do that? I don't. I don't know that they would, but I'm ready to see it because that because Big E every single match that I see him in, he is always probably the most talented like like the best looking guy in the ring and, and to be fair Xavier Woods looked amazing last night it's probably the best match I've ever seen Xavier Woods wrestle mm-hmm. quite honestly but Big E just like ev- everything he does I'm I'm always paying attention to what he's doing I think he's really figured out his his character at this point um like he does all the little stuff well and I don't think he's he's not one of those guys that gets credit for doing the little stuff well Right. You know what I mean? Like, I love the fact that he runs both ropes before he does that big splash and, you know, the fucking hip gyrations and, and, and shit yeah. like that. Like, that stuff's fun. He's a good wrestler. Um, and I think I, I wouldn't mind seeing that run. Uh, but and I also feel like that Woods watched NXT and saw uh, Velveteen Dream do that purple rainmaker from the top rope to the apron. So he's like, <laughs> I'm going to one up this and do it to the floor. Yeah, he was like, I got, I, I got to keep my job, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that looked fucking painful, um, but it did get the crowd uh, very much on their side. Uh, the Bludgeons retained via DQ. Uh, this is, I, I actually like the finish here because they, uh, the the New Day was in control of the match, and the Bludgeons had to resort to using their hammers uh, to earn the disqualification. So it, the one thing that WWE does need to do with this team is they do need to get heat on them because right now the crowd doesn't care. So getting you know bailing them out of a match with a DQ finish, um, I think is the is the right way to go about it. It's uh yeah, it's the right way. I didn't appreciate the finish, but again, that's the point, right? Like they're heels; they're supposed to do shit that you don't like. Um, I I, I thought the match itself was okay, but the New Day I think have had better matches with other teams the problem is they've had those matches already <laughs> so you, they gotta you know we gotta we gotta go through these to uh, to I, I i don't know it's just um, it's it's odd because the t- like they have so many good tag teams right now especially on smackdown like smackdown has a has an embarrassment of riches in their tag division right in the second but th- th- it doesn't seem like the division has any real direction Right yeah, because the you know the scuttlebutt is that Vince hates tag teams, and um, that's why you always see whenever there's a tag team competition, there's always a singles person teamed up with another singles person <laughs> to fight a singles person who's tangled, who teamed up with another singles person. Like it, 
I don't know, man. Tag team wrestling is my favorite wrestling. Like it is when it done is when done well. Right. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. When done properly, it is it is the best type of storytelling. Nothing will get me out of my seat and jumping and hooting and hollering better than than the perfect hot tag. And um it's just something that uh it it's 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 a it's a work of art. And I feel like the WWE just does not give a shit. And and again, they really should because there are a lot of really great tag teams right now, and and teams that don't have any incentive to break up either. Like this isn't like there's no I don't see any like heart foundation right now. Or I'm trying to think of other tag teams where one guy eventually or no rockers right now. Like there's there's no teams like that where one guy is clearly better than the other guy, and right. he's just kind of warming the plate until it's time to go on a singles run. Right. So like like you have a lot of cohesive teams that are going to be teams for a very long time and uh and you don't need sh- you should not waste that. Like it kills me that the revi- like the revival is starting to inch up the card but they're so good and and yeah, should yeah. be and should be, you know, winning titles here soon. So. Yeah. Um the match that I was easily the most disappointed with uh was the next match on the card. This is Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. Uh, the stipulation on this match being that if Braun Strowman loses in any way, shape, or form, uh, Kevin Owens would win his Money in the Bank briefcase. Now, this is a match that arguably, of all the matches on the card, they did the best job of building because Braun Strowman's been torturing Kevin Owens for months, and they've and and Kevin was like the butt of the joke basically for the first basically month where he just got his ass kicked and has car flipped over and was kicked off the ramp in a porta potty and shit like that. But he took advantage of his position to get a match with Strowman for this stipulation. And in the past several weeks, he's been playing mind games with Strowman, getting him to lose other matches in bullshit methods to show that like, I, like he's going to get the upper hand mentally and, and Braun Strowman has to be smart to overcome Kevin Owens. And, the, instead, what they have is just a squash. Like Kevin Owens just comes out, gets his ass kicked in three minutes, and a, and that's it. What a missed opportunity! Like I was kind of hoping like something like Sami Zayn would come out, mm. and all of a sudden he would hit Kevin Owens, and then people would be like, "What? What? But that's his friend!" And then you hear the announcers say, "The winner by disqualification is Kevin Owens," right? And then Kevin Owens and Sami just be like, "Yeah." Hey, you know, like, but, and, and, but that's like, like if you're going to go, if you're going to do the build of, you know, KO is going to, going to outwit Braun Strowman to win, to get the briefcase, mm-hmm. then you have to make Braun Strowman go through some, some mental hurdles to get that. Like you have to have Owen Owens almost bait him into a count out. You have to have Owens almost bait him into a DQ. Yeah. And then, you know, Braun Strowman like finally overcomes and, and, and does it and is not his own worst enemy. And because of that, he gets to win. Right. So, it, like I said, it, it just it was a waste of a match, a waste of a build, and and honestly, I like I kind of wanted Kevin Owens to win because personally, I think the heel, like like the the Money in the Bank briefcase, always works better with a heel. And could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine Kevin Owens with the Money in the Bank briefcase? Oh my god! And he's so good too, man. He is. Like he's such a good wrestler, like in all facets of it. You know what I mean? Uh, oh well, would have been amazing, but instead they they kind of wasted it. So uh, and that was our first squash, by the way. We will. Uh, it's not the last one. Yeah. 
Uh, the next match is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Carmella defends against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. Now, the story here is that Becky Lynch has been clawing up the women's division on SmackDown. Uh, had a bad run of luck for a long, long time, but in the past several months has been very good on a hot streak. Uh, she earned her way into this match. Uh, enter Charlotte Flair, comes back from injury, and gets into it with Carmella, who, of course, she lost the women's title to in the first place. And Paige says, hey, if you go out and beat Carmella on SmackDown, I'll put you in that match as well. And she, of course, does. So Becky, feeling a little slighted uh, that what the opportunity that she clawed and worked for uh, was given to her best friend uh, just for showing back up from an injury uh, that she was gone for. And, uh, and I also have to say that Carmella has really impressed me as a champion, not because of her ability as a wrestler, because she's still very limited in that respect, but she is one of the best heels right now on the roster because she's incredibly obnoxious. Yeah, and she gets it. Like, she, like, she, she, she knows her character. She plays it well. And, and actually putting Charlotte in this match was very smart because they allowed the two of them, uh, Becky and Charlotte, to do most of the heavy lifting uh, throughout the match. Yeah. Now, that being said, the match itself, I think, was merely okay. Um, I think triple threats tend to work better uh, when the action is a little bit faster paced. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a little bit more methodical. Uh, Carmella, because of her limitations as a wrestler, has to rely on you know, like rest holds and stuff like that a lot. They don't work well in a triple threat setting by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So I, I, was, I was not impressed with the match itself, but the ending, the finish, was excellent and perfect. Perfectly executed finish. Yeah, it 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 got that smarky crowd uh, all riled up, and uh, look, it makes sense, which is also which is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I I I enjoyed it. Now, do you th- people are like, oh, now she's a heel. Now she's a heel. Do you think that Becky will be a heel? That do is that is the tough thing because the the problem that they've now run themselves into. With this, so so, and for those that, if you, if for some reason you did not watch it, so Becky Lynch has Carmella in the disarmor, the the art, the reverse armbar submission, and as she, as Carmella's probably about to tap out, Charlotte comes into the ring, hits her natural selection neckbreaker, and pins Becky Lynch for the r- r- ripping the victory from Becky Lynch's hands, basically, and so she's the women's champion. After the match, Becky Lynch uh, initiates a hug between the two, and then beats the piss. At a Charlotte Flair, and leaves her in tears at ringside, and and walks out. You know, and and the crowd was eating it up. By the way, they were they were cheering Becky Lynch, they were booing Charlotte Flair. You know, chanting "You deserve it, Becky Lynch" as she was walking out of the arena. So, and that's the issue. They, that's the issue they booked themselves into. Is they they made Becky this plucky. I, I guess she wasn't really an underdog, but it's that it, that's type of feeling, right? Like she's coming up from the bottom to uh, to win this match. And the crowd wanted to see her win, and and you know the story has been Becky Lynch is trying so hard to win, and for Charlotte Flair to come back along, and you know she is the queen, like she is undoubtedly the best women's wrestler. She tied the record for Christ's sake for women's championships last night with that victory. So they're in a position where if the intention is to get Becky Lynch booed, it's going to be very difficult to do that (laughs) because the crowd is behind. You have her calling herself. Becky Balboa, like the, the uh, all of a sudden, like you're like you said, she's the she's the underdog who's not like 
who's not like, you know, she's not like little Mac, you know, fighting right. Mike Tyson, but she, she's someone who much like Rocky has busted her ass to get where she is. And every, and everybody can relate to that in some form right. or fashion. You bust your ass to do something. And here comes this prick walking down the aisle because she's got a famous father. She gets this opportunity and all of a sudden uh, she takes advantage. Like, nah, man, like all that frustration is gonna, is gonna come out. You don't boo that person. Like you, you, you fucking like, yeah, you, you fucking deserve that shit. Well, so, so you, the way I see it, they have two choices here. They can either make Becky do something so despicable and clearly wrongheaded that the crowd has no choice but to turn on her. That's less likely. Or what you can do is have Charlotte play the, I guess you could have her play like the heel that doesn't realize she's doing anything wrong. Or you could have Becky like apologize to Charlotte on SmackDown and then Charlotte be the one to turn on her basically. That'll probably be the best bet because Charlotte works better as a heel anyway. And um, you're not going to, you I mean, unless you know how, you know how crowds are like, unless Becky is literally pulling a child out of the crowd and, and breaking its arm. It's, she's not going to get booed. I mean, it could be done. It could be done. Like, like if she, but the problem is it can't be done in the current climate of WWE because she can't, like, it would take a savage beatdown to do that. Like, like a, like a savage, like stop, stop. He's already dead type of beatdown mm-hmm. to do it. And like, I feel like Charlotte would need to get color and I definitely don't see that happening. No. So no. that ain't, that ain't happening. So we'll talk about getting color in a second, by the way, because do they have a lot of female heels? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they try to keep it at a, at an even split for the for the female wrestlers. Um, I mean, just on SmackDown, you have Carmella. I guess Tamina would be considered a heel on SmackDown. Um, who else do they have on SmackDown right now? I can't I can't think of any heels on SmackDown has the lesser has the lesser women's division right now. On Raw, I mean definitely you got Alexa Bliss, you got you Oh, got, do they have um do they have uh Mandy Rose? Oh yeah, they have Mandy Rose, Sony Deville okay. there as right. well. So All right, they're there. I yeah. just don't see them often. So uh but but like I said, a, a good match, a good ending, and curious to see where they go from here. Like I said, they have they have a lot of possibilities ahead of them. They're they're going to evolution. <laughs> and that's, well, that's, that's true. That's also there. true. That's uh, that's hopefully <coughs> going to culminate there. But uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to their match at, at evolution. Should be very good, and they'll have a few in between then as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Because that's in that's October. two months away. So uh, the next match for the WWE title: AJ Styles defending against Samoa Joe. Um, now I did not care. For the build-up to this match, uh, Smojo insinuating that AJ Styles abandoned his family to uh, approach his dreams as a WWE champion. Um, but I expected it to deliver. Obviously, two guys very familiar with one another, um, very good at their craft. And I am, I am going to say I didn't care for the gimmick, but or for the gimmick, for the, for the build. But if you're going to do it, I am glad that they had his wife and one of his daughters there uh, <laughs> as well. Because if you're, if you're going to do it, you got to commit. Yeah, you got to commit. And he committed, boy. Oh, he did. Like I said, and, and this match, um, it was a little bit slower paced than I thought it might be. Um, AJ Styles works better quicker, um, but I guess Joe is not really designed for that style of wrestling. 
No. So much. Um so the ma- the, the, the match was actually quite unremarkable though to be to be quite honest uh for the most part. Now, they did do the correct reaction cuz Joe had been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And then finally, now there's a point here where Joe throws AJ into the steps, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And AJ walks, you know, gets up and he has a bit of a crimson mask. And I, I asked myself, I wonder if that was intentional. Huh. Because it worked too well for what, for what was about to happen. So I wonder just this once, Vince uh, lifted the color ban for Maybe. the, for the purposes of the story. I don't think of it that way. Maybe. Maybe. Because, because if you want to, if you want, obviously this is not the end of this, right? Right, right, right. But, um, and hopefully it does end with Samoa Joe gaining the World Heavyweight Championship. But um, if you want to drag this out, like, like Joe's getting personal, man. Ultra personal. Yeah. And, and, you know, you want to beat the shit out of somebody. Like, like, again, something that people can relate to. Uh, you talking about my family? Like, nah, yo. Like we, like we fuck you forever. We fight and a little bit of blood. I mean, I ain't mad at it. Well, cause again, literally like as that happened, that's when Joe gets on the microphone and starts talking shit to AJ Styles, wife again. And he literally is seeing red and he goes on <laughs> fucking tilt. Um, and he grabs a chair and, and beats the brakes off of Joe gets disqualified. So he retains the title, but loses the match. Uh, to the point where he was he was just uncontrollably beating the shit out of Samoa Joe until he finally saw his wife and daughter, um, and that kind of snapped him out of it. And he, you know, went into the crowd and embraced them and apologized his his his, his, his poor daughter. Uh, his was like, "You're bleeding, like, Daddy. You're bleeding." He's like, "I know. I'm sorry." And 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 that was it. But uh, but yeah, far far from the end of this match, uh, for for this feud, their Hell in a Cell match is going to be quite a quite an ordeal. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Joe is a bastard, man. He's a <laughs> dick. I love it, man. I love it. He's a tough guy who talks shit. Like, I, what did he say? He was like, I made you a promise that uh, your daddy was coming home, but I guess he's not. Don't worry. I'll be your daddy. Like, yo, what <laughs> the fuck? I was ready to fight him, man. <laughs> but again, there's there's not enough. Uh, but see, and this is this is my problem with WWE crowds, and and I hate to keep bringing it back to the crowds whenever we talk about wrestling. But the reaction that Samoa Joe wants is to be booed and 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 to be hated. Yeah. So if you truly appreciate Samoa Joe's craft, and you truly appreciate what he's bringing to the equation, boo that man. Yeah, <laughs> boo this man. Yeah, man. Like, like it's it's it, it's it's a, it's, it's okay to play along. Yeah, like it, people want to be fooled. People want to be, you know, like like you could overanalyze magic, and but that but then that takes the fun out of it, right? Like you, but the same thing with this. Like, like stop stop thinking you're better than than just. Than the material. Stop, yeah, stop, stop thinking you're it, too man. cool for, you know, for for the material. Yeah, man. Like if he if, if he's being a bastard, boo him. Yeah, it's okay. It's all right. And again, we'll talk about a match. Uh, well, it's the next match we talk about, but it's a reaction that I never thought in a million years that I would see. 
But we'll but first before we do that, Elias is on stage to apparently debut his new single. Now look, I actually like the Elias character, and I actually think he's a bit of an uh, an underrated wrestler. He I, he's never disappointed me whenever I watched him wrestle. I just wish that they would have him wrestle more. Yeah, they got to do something, man. Like I get it, right? But I'm uh, you know, I'm getting kind of tired of the of the um the the the, the his shtick. Now, I'm not tired of it, but it's go it's it's wearing thin. And when his guitar broke, like is isn't he like in a feud with Lashley? He is, and I, I would have expected to see Bobby Lashley during that segment. Yeah, like how about these two? And it doesn't have to be a match. The thing is broken. Uh spotlight, uh spotlight on the entrance. Uh and here's Bobby Lashley and his stupid toothy grin and and uh, Elias gets pissed and then they just brawl for a minute and then they get guys to come separate them and take them in the back. Like, whoa, I can't wait to see what these two are going to do. Right. Like, uh, man, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. So a pointless, uh, what ended up being a pointless segment in the end. Cause like I said, his guitar broke and he stormed off stage in a, in a hissy. So yeah, could it, like I said, could have been something a waste. So, uh, the next match, the match on the card that I've easily been looking the most forward to, Miz versus Daniel Bryan, a match that has been unwittingly been building for eight years. Yeah, uh, they stumbled, yeah. they stumbled into this yes. a little bit. Yes, they did. And uh, <laughs> Michael, let me tell you, let me let me let me lay out uh, the, the the my vision of the future. Okay, so th- this match happens here, and of course, the way the match ends lends itself to future matches between these two. Down the road. Yep. Here's how you make this feud the 10-year-later version of HBK Chris Jericho 2008. A lofty goal, I, I give you, but here's how you do it. So you do whatever, you do whatever these, these guys are going to do with their next match. I don't know what that is, but I, I, I don't think you should have anyone win clean in that match either. Survivor Series comes soon. Team SmackDown. Paige is like, you guys got to get together. I need both of you on the same page if we're going to beat Raw. And they, you know, they don't trust each other, but, you know, but, uh, but Miz, Miz wants to be the hero of SmackDown and Daniel Bryan's doing it for the blue brand. So they, they, they try to get on the same page. Of course, since uh, Miz, you know, fucking backstabs Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series, walks out on Team SmackDown and, and, you know, causes them to lose the match, let's say. So then get around to Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble. Everyone's happy. He's going to WrestleMania to wrestle for the title. And then Elimination Chamber, Miz somehow weasels his way into the chamber and somehow, from a, you know, in, in a dirty, in a dirty fashion, underhanded manner, wins the WWE Championship from whoever happens to be the champion at Elimination Chamber, setting up the ultimate blow off at WrestleMania: Miz versus Daniel Bryan. But this time, the WWE title is on the line. You know, if they don't have these two fight for the for the title uh, at WrestleMania, they're doing it wrong. This is, um, you know, they made a big deal about, you know, this serendipitous feud that they have now. It, it, it only makes sense for it to culminate at WrestleMania. Um, in terms of this match, uh, it ended the way it should have ended. Oh, yeah. And look, like for this build, you could get the wives involved into yep. something down the road. 
Um, you could get Miz to do some really fucking dastardly shit to Daniel Bryan to make him like a mega heel, like a fucking heel that you hate to see, like Jericho was during the Michaels feud. Like oh, so much. You could like you could even do a segment somehow where Miz like acts like goes to punch Brian and accidentally punches like Brie Bella. Yeah. Could you <laughs> just 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 like take material right from it? <laughs> just like I said, I, I feel like they have such opportunity here. And again, the 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 match, like you said, was booked uh, to perfection. Um, you know, this has the whole storyline was Miz taught Daniel Bryan everything he knows, and and Daniel Bryan is beneath him. Um, so of course they traded doing Daniel Bryan's moves and stuff like that because that's been one of Miz's gimmick, Miz's gimmicks, and and the finish here again perfect. Miz you know gets to the outside of the ring. Uh, Maurice slips him a pair of brass knuckles, which he did a great job hiding from the camera. By the way, even though yeah. it was obvious that something was getting passed to him. Yeah. Daniel Bryan goes for a suicide dive and gets cold cocked with the knucks, which Miz throws back to Maurice and then comes in and secures. The pin falls to Miz wins, but of course, not a clean finish, and and it shouldn't have should not have been a clean finish. No, should not have been a clean finish. And and Daniel Bryan was distraught backstage after the match, um, as he should have been. And uh, yeah, like I said, I th- I think the match worked really well. Um, I'm glad they gave it time because the match was given a good 20 minutes out there. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they can do with this feud. And and again, this this could be an all timer. If they if they manage it correctly, do you think they will get uh, Bree and Maurice to go at it at Evolution? Uh, that would be interesting, uh, and I think in some fashion, like, like I don't think you can have this feud take place over that period of time uh, without getting them involved in some some way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, it could be like uh, that. That seems like low hanging fruit, but uh, but it certainly could be. Yeah, so. But a, but, a, but a good match and booked well, for sure. So Finn Balor uh, wrestling Constable Baron Corbin in our next match. Look, I know people don't care for Baron Corbin, and this I, I like the Constable gimmick. It gives him something to do. It gives, it, gives him, <laughs> I mean, look, it gives him a character. Yeah, it's better than whatever he was before. Look, heel authority figure has never gone wrong for anybody, ever. <laughs> So and he can be a, and he can continue being a douchebag and and it works amazingly well. Yeah. Now what was surprising, of course, uh, the emergence of Demon Finn Balor, unannounced, but coming to SummerSlam. Yeah. And I and I say to you why. <laughs> I, I I don't understand why. So like this only makes sense if he's going to just be Demon Finn Balor for a while. I think um, I think this might be the beginning of now that the title is back on raw permanently i feel like finn balor is going to be like look now that now that shao khan is gone um i it's time for me to reclaim what i never lost and i feel like with the emergence of the demon you know that's the he would pull that out and he <laughs> <laughs> He would pull that out, and that was that was along when he was when he was gunning for that universal championship the first time. I feel like the emergence of the demon is is WWE signifying this is old Finn Balor coming back to reclaim what is his. 
I just feel like they need to do something interesting with him in general. Like, yeah, like he's not. He's just a smiling Irish. Right. Guy. Like gr- grinning moron is not. <laughs> it's yeah. not a great character. Yeah, and it's not. You know. So uh, I don't know. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to see what Finn Bella can do. And look, I don't have an issue with the demon character, and I don't have an issue with how they treat it um, on TV. Of course, Corbin like is freaked the fuck out, and he's like, "This is what I agree with." And the referee's like, "No, you got to fight him. Like, it's it's still the same dude." Like, yeah, like, this is, is the so match. Fucking silly. <laughs> 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 this guy puts on body paint, and all of a sudden he's a different bird. Right, but uh, but and naturally <laughs> Corbin gets squashed. Uh, so our second squash of the night <laughs> for summer squash. So you're hitting him with the same moves, but. <laughs> thing like i like i i really need i really need them to lead into the balor demon character by giving him a different move set yeah yeah that would be fucking hilarious the 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 demon can't be used as a v trigger (laughs) that's essentially what what he is So, like I said, the a, a good decision for the squash again. You didn't, ha- you don't have to have these guys wrestle a long match, uh, especially right. once Finn, you know, puts on his face paint. I will say, like the they make a big deal about the Demon Mystique. Um, it's not like he's undefeated as the Demon in WWE. Yeah, that would have been nice if if uh, you know he pulls it out. Because he knows he needs to needs to win, right? Like he like he did lose an NXT twice. Hmm. Has he lost on WWE television? No, that's that's how they play it up. It's like, oh, since he's been on Raw, he's never lost since he's okay. painted his face. And Smojo's like, I beg to differ. <laughs> so, um, up next we have Jeff Hardy against Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States title. Um, I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm here for heel Shinsuke Nakamura, a guy that I didn't really get as a babyface, but I really enjoy watching him work as a heel. Um, yeah. Shame that the crowd was kind of dead for this match because they were so excited from fucking Daniel Bryan Miz and then Demon Balor that, you know, <laughs> they, they ran out of energy briefly. Yeah. So, and again, like Shinsuke's gimmick right now is just guy that runs around dick punching people. And that's great. I love that gimmick. <laughs> I don't think there's enough guys that purposely try to punch guys in the dick in wrestling. <laughs> of course, this match also had Jeff Hardy uh, doing Jeff Hardy things. Uh, in this match, he uh, attempted a swanton bomb to the apron. Nakamura moved out of the way, so Jeff Hardy just lands on the edge of the apron with a swanton bomb. Isn't Jeff Hardy like 45 or something like that? He man? ain't a young man anymore. I can tell you that much at least. But uh, he's still willing to destroy himself, apparently, for our entertainment. Jeff Hardy is 40. I'm almost 40. Ain't no way. I can barely get up in the morning. <laughs> this guy's flipping all around and landing on the hardest part of the ring. And I, mm, mm, mm. Wow. Again, it's, uh, blame NXT for this, because NXT is doing all, this, all these apron spots now for all these fucking moves. Velveteen <laughs> Dreams delivering Death Valley drivers on the goddamn ring apron and all the old guys are like, we could have done that shit 15 years ago. Why didn't we think of that? So, and then of course, after the match, Nakamura retains, um, Randy Orton comes down to cash in an imaginary money in the bank briefcase on Jeff Hardy, but then thinks better of it when he gets to the edge of the ring and then leaves. It's weird. It's pointless. Randy Orton's always been weird. I'm ha- I'm happy he's a heel again. 
Yeah. I think he works. I think I think that's the only that's the only thing he should ever be is a fucking heel. I think he's a heel in real life, man. Uh, well, I mean, if the recent allegations uh, are true, that's <laughs> oh well. That I, is, look, I don't know about that. Oh, you didn't I hear about believe, that? So uh, I believe it. So, so a guy that used to be a writer for WWE uh, said that the way Randy Orton would break in new writers is he would uh, basically like pull his dick out and like fucking like mess around with his penis and then get them to shake their get him to shake his hand. And then if they wouldn't shake his hand, he'd be like, oh, you're too good to shake Randy Orton's hand? He's like, I'm going to tell Vince and Stephanie that you're too good to shake shake Randy Orton's hand. You're big leaguing me. Yeah, nah, man. Mm-mm. I can't. Uh, uh, nah, don't touch your dick and then want to shake yeah. my hand, man. Get out of here. I mean, that's 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 like like, you know, the term locker room talk is definitely overused now a days and not yeah. in the right context. But this is some locker room bullshit. Yeah, get the fuck out of my face, yeah, man. So. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> Aren't you damn near 40? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so apparently this, apparently that that story was corroborated by several folks, several free uh, former writers as well. Wow. They used to work for the company, so. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's the wrestling business is a unique business, but that's gross. Yeah, it's, it's just fucking nasty. gross, so. Uh, next up, the uh, the semi main event. Ronda Rousey tries to win the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Um, this is our third squash of the night to the surprise of nobody. Right. Um, Alexa Bliss still continues to be the best at doing all the little things um, in the ring. Best face, best you know, like heel attitude stuff like that. Like acts Did like she- a true heel. Does she have something wrong with her? Because I legit thought that Ronda was about to break. Oh, her she arm. she's um she's double jointed, and they've used that to their advantage several times over oh the course of her God, career. Dude, like I was yeah. like, yo, what is she doing? Yeah, yeah she, like I thought I was actually like, yo, Ronda ain't ready, yo, Ronda ain't ready. She's really about to no, break this woman's arm. No, Alexa, Alexa uh, quite famously has a gimmick arm, basically that she can oh make look uh, God, d- make dude. look dislocated if need Ooh. be. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that 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 one arm bar was pretty fucking brutal looking. So <laughs> um but yeah, so so I, I mean the question here, of course, Ron Rousey wins, she's the new Raw Women's Champion. Um do you feel like WWE had to do it like this soon? Like like you can't just have Ron Rousey work, you know, work up through the ranks like some you know, some Jane Schmo. Yeah, I, I don't know what people th- thought was going to happen. Quite <laughs> frankly, I thought it was gonna happen a long like like a month or two ago. I'm surprised they waited this long. Well, you want to do it on a big stage, right? Yeah, yeah. Ma- right, ma- max- maximize your media exposure. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I saw it coming a mile away. First of all, no one's going to believe that damn near anyone outside of Charlotte, Becky, and, like, maybe one other person is going to go toe-to-toe with Ronda Rousey in any type of believable fashion. Like they can they can hype up, you know, oh well, you were from UFC. These are a different set of rules. Well and and they and to be fair, like they have tried to that has been a central point in all of the matches. Like so before Ronda started beating the brakes off Alexa Bliss, like she would bait Rousey in and then get tangled up in the ropes and the referee would break and she would be like, ha, you have to break because I'm in the ropes. Like that doesn't work that way in the octagon. It's like right. so, trying trying to use the the rules of the ring against her, basically. Right, but if anybody thought that uh, 
that this wasn't going to happen. Uh, I I don't know what to tell you. Quite frankly, I I think it's okay. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss. I don't think Alexa Bliss needs the belt to be successful. Uh, maybe she can work on her uh, in ring ability a little bit more. I think she's fine because she because she what she lacks, like Armella, what she lacks in raw ring talent, she makes up for in theatrics and can pull it off. She she would have been an excellent manager. Um. Yeah, I think she'll be fine though. But where does she go from here? Because there's no way. I think you. I think the smart thing to do, and you could do this in a couple months, is to, is to fire her back over to SmackDown. Honestly, yeah. Like you can do a bit of a shakeup, like mid mid you know mid season as as they sometimes do. I, I think I think that that was that's probably the smart way to go because you just want to give her people to feud with, and they might they might cool her down for a little bit just because she has been in the main event scene in the women's division for. A long damn time, really. Yeah, she she's had a she's had a hell of a run. She has, she certainly has. And uh, where do you see Ronda Rousey? Like, like, so what do you what do you think her uh, trajectory looks like for the next several months, basically? Um, I don't know. Is she is she um is she a week to week person? She is. is she? Yeah, she's she's here. Like, she's not she's gonna here. she's not Brock Lesnaring it. If okay. that's what your question is. Okay. Um, I see her. I see her dominating a few matches. Um, I see her dominating all the way up until, depending on what they do with Charlotte, I see her dominating up until, like, this is the real test, right, for both Charlotte and Ronda. Charlotte, who is pound for pound the best pure wrestler that they have, Versus Ronda Rousey, whose reputation precedes her as uh, this fucking unstoppable machine capable of defeating legitimate fighters, quote unquote, in mere seconds. Like, it was impressive that Charlotte uh, got the victory, got the, the, the one, she is the one in Asuka's, Asuka's, you know, a hundred and some odd victories or whatever it was, right? Like, here is Charlotte going to face Ronda as, like, the true test, right? Like, mm-hmm. she dominated Asuka, who is quite possibly no, the she, number two she best. dominate Asuka. You know, but you know what I she mean. She beat her. She, she beat her, but yeah. she, she, she broke the streak. Right. And that's a big deal, right? Now, here's Charlotte to face, you know, she, she beat the best. She beat the best woman. Now it's her fighting the best woman from the UFC. I I don't know, but that's. I mean, I, I think I think, I think that's I think that is the money match eventually. Yeah, that's so. that's the match that everybody's gonna want to see. I just don't know how they get there. Right, I'm not good at booking. I just don't. Like, I mean, it's easy to get there. Like you can start by, you know, at Survivor Series, you finally do the four four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match, and that starts to plant the seeds. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have those two actually ever wrestle in that match. Like you tease it, but you don't ever actually have it happen. Yeah. And then like Charlotte wins their women's Royal Rumble, and she decides to go back to Raw to challenge Rousey. It's it's you get it's easy to get there. All right. It's just it's just I what does what does Ronda Rousey do in the meantime? Just steamroll 
the raw women's division, basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kinda. Like who who on who on uh who on Raw can give her a run? Like maybe Nia Jax. They were they were they were going at it for a while. They were. Um I mean you I mean you so you would think that you would pick the the go to women wrestlers that are on Raw, Bailey, Sasha Banks. But I but I mean, conceivably right now I don't see either of those two winning exactly. against her. So I mean, maybe not, maybe not complete squashes, like right, 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 with, with Alexa, but they're not winning. But she could probably, yeah, she could probably have some good matches with uh, the women there. Yeah. But yeah, she holds it up until WrestleMania, and then who knows? Who knows what they do at WrestleMania? I will see either one win. So the the main event of the night: uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns uh, for the Universal Championship, the fourth time that these guys have wrestled in the last three years. Brock Lesnar, of course, has won every match. Well, actually, that's not true. Brock Lesnar has never lost to Roman yeah. Reigns, is the better way to put it. Um, before this match, now, so I, I was my thoughts before this match started was that I hope that they would book this as a squash one way or the other. Regardless of who wins, I, th- I, I thought the best thing for this would be to do a Goldberg Goldberg Lesnar Survivor Series match because that way you don't give the crowd the chance to shit on it. You know what I mean? Because you know that's what they're going to do. But instead, Vince McMahon proves once again that he's smarter than everybody else in the fucking arena. Because what does he do before the match begins as these two are standing, you know, squaring off in the ring? Braun Strowman comes down and he comes to the ring with his Money in the Bank briefcase and he says... I'm not a chicken shit. I'm not going to be, you know, coming in, sneaking up on a guy who's beaten down and, and stealing the title from him. He's like, I do it face to face. So I'm telling you right now, whichever one of you two wins, and I don't really care who, you're going to get these hands when the match is over. And he stood out there like Shao Kahn watching Shang Tsung fight, <laughs> fight whoever, <laughs> fight Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat 1. He also got I, the crowd to chant Beastie Boy at Brock Lesnar, which is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Even better because they were in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, you think they, you think they did that on purpose? No, I think they stumbled into it. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I think Braun Strowman said the said the first thing that popped into his head, and it just it just ended up being perfect because as a result. <laughs> but because you had Strowman standing at ringside the entire match, you didn't. The crowd wasn't going to shit on the match because they were waiting for Braun Strowman to come in and beat the shit out of one of those guys. Yeah. Who they both didn't like. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant because everyone when he came out at the beginning, everyone thought, "Oh, okay. Well, they're going to make it a triple right, threat." Triple threat. Match. That wouldn't make sense for Braun. No. Right? That would make Braun look dumb. So, the mere fact that he's just sitting out there as like this looming, you know, presence like like you said, everyone was like, "All right, hurry and you know to their credit the match didn't last all too long no and and yeah. and and they were about to do the squash because roman reigns came out beating the shit out of Braun Strowman, yeah. basically and i thought oh okay they're gonna they're gonna do this uh roman is gonna squash Braun uh, or, or brock uh, uh brock and then they're immediately going to go into this and then kickstart this feud back up again right but, but uh, uh well, but but again, it's here's the genius is that is that Braun Strowman basically just served as a seven foot distraction for this entire match because <laughs> because eventually Roman goes to dive at Brock Lesnar, you know, who's outside the ring. Brock moves out of the way and he hits Braun instead. 
and then Bron- and then Brock Lesnar F5 Strowman on the outside and then beat the shit out of him with the briefcase before flinging it up the entrance ramp to get it out of the way, which the crowd thought was fucking hilarious. I mean, that was pretty goddamn impressive, man. I don't look, I don't know how much that thing weighs. I mean, this is the same guy who fucking flung a car door almost into the crowd, if you recall yeah. correctly. So <laughs> it's not like this is new, new territory for them. But of course, because he was distracted by Strowman, as soon as he gets in the ring, Roman Reigns hits him with a spear. One, two, three, Roman Reigns is your champion. And oh, by the way, since Braun Strowman got laid out by Lesnar, Roman Reigns gets to celebrate at the end of the night. Yeah, and the crowd didn't even like, boo because they were they were confused more than anything else. Right, they were sitting there looking at Strowman like, "All right, when are you gonna wake up? Right, get up!" Meanwhile, Roman is just fucking cheering and shit, and then you see the little title card at the corner, yep. like, "All right, bye." <laughs> <laughs> they Bert, pulled it off. They pulled off a heist. Like I said, Vince McMahon, still smarter than you. Yeah, man. I'm very curious. We're taping this on Monday, so uh, Monday night. So I'm very curious to go back to Raw and see. Yeah, yeah. You got. You guys will know before we do the aftermath of this. So yeah, but uh, I'm very curious to see what's going. What's going to happen, man? Look, and, and also, by the way, may may I also mention as an epic as a fan of the FGC, an epic pop off on Paul Heyman by Roman Reigns <laughs> after the match as well. Oh, it was fantastic. And and completely appropriate as well. Oh man, yeah, man, I I enjoyed it, man. I I I don't I I don't know what you people on Facebook uh, want. Like, if you didn't like it, all right. Uh, I'm curious as to why not. But um, you know, you you guys you you guys know more about this stuff than I do. I just like watching good stories and 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 decent wrestling and. That's what this gave me. This gave me matches that I wanted to see and um, finishes that that made sense. So I think one of the issues that some people had is that people think that the big pay-per-views are the places where feuds go to end. Because traditionally that's what happens. Like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, you know, Survivor Series. Those are usually pay-per-views where the the big blow-offs happen. Mm -hmm. But... We live in an era now, especially as ubiquitous as the pay-per-views are because they have a streaming service now, so you're not paying $50 a month to watch these things. You don't have to have those anymore. Like that can, It can just be the event that you get the most eyes on so you do the most interesting stuff, but you don't have to do a – you don't have to end every feud. Like, like, like actually several feuds began at SummerSlam this year. Yeah. Like we're going to see Joe AJ Styles. We're going to see – Becky Lynch, Charlotte, you know, we're going to see the aftermath of Roman Reigns now with all that. Ms. Bryan is probably just starting. Yeah. So. And people complain about feuds, you know, being too short. Well, here's an opportunity to uh, start these feuds and have them culminate at WrestleMania. Or like, here's a chance for some very good long-standing feuds. I mean, yeah, man, I just just play the long game. I think I think the 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 masses just kind of want what they want when they want it, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how you would be satisfied by like sometimes the bad guys got to win. Sometimes the people that you don't like have to win so that the people that you do like, when they win, it means something. 
I, I don't know, man, but all I know is I had a good time with this with this pay-per-view um, or event. It's not really a pay-per-view anymore, is it? Oh, I mean, they, they still call it that, though. I mean, for like, so for me, I what I've determined by my wrestling fandom is I'm I almost view it now as an art form, almost. You know what I mean? Like, I evaluate the quality of the match, the story that's told, the build, the aftermath, like you know, like the long, like the long feud. That's sort of like, and it's fun, and and with with art, people are going to see things differently than other people. Yeah, and that's fine. You know, some people like Rembrandt's, some people like Monet's, you know, you know that's, that's, it, it all depends on the kind of thing that you like. Um, but I think it would help, especially like adult wrestling fans, if they would remember that this is a show. And also if they would remember, like we said to it's that it's okay to play along. You don't, you don't, you don't have to be too cool to play, you know, to not play along. Like that's like, you're not a teenager, you know what I mean? And this, and, and this ain't the NWO. Yeah, like that's part of the fun is is playing along. So, I don't know, man. But yeah, it's but at least it, I thought SummerSlam was great. Um, you know, for the most part, with the exception of maybe one or two matches, I thought all the matches were very good, and the stories they told were very good, and uh, it's excellent. Like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens from here. And and one of my favorite uh, non Big Four pay per views is next month. I love Hell in a Cell. I know it's a little bit cheapened now because they do an annual pay-per-view where they have multiple Hell in a Cell matches that it's not quite as special yeah. as it used to be. But, you know, those matches are fun, and I look forward to seeing them. So, Hey, if uh, if the feud is right, I mean, look. Well, like I said, Joe Styles, perfect yep. for Hell in a Cell. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, I think that would be jumping the gun a little too fast. Yeah. If they did that, but I feel like that if they're going to do one, that's going to be the one that they do. Do um, you, yeah, that's right. Because it's usually two matches, right? No, it's usually, well. Last year was three. Last year it was a men's match, a women's match, and a tag match inside the cell. Okay. So, like All I right. said, you can do, you can do, you know, Joe Styles. That would, of course, make the most sense there. Um, if you're going to do a tag match, you probably do like an eight team match on SmackDown, like the Bar and the Bludgeons and the New Day and the Usos inside of that, which is going to be hectic as fuck. Yeah. And then, like I said, if you do a women's match, the only logical choice would be. Oh no! Fuck it! No, I'm sorry. We we forgot about it. Somehow you got to get Bailey and Sasha hating each other again, and that's the match that you put inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. What happened with that? Right? Like they they like Bailey was like, I've had enough of this shit, and then Sasha was like, I love you, and and people didn't know what type of love. <laughs> like all the all the 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 people who. You know, living by live and die by nineties wrestling. We're like, is it <laughs> is it this kind of love? And then the rest of us are like, oh, she loves you like a sister because we're not fucking uh, teenage perverts. And um, and then they then they just kind of made up. Now like now I was looking tagging. forward to those two going at it. Well, I mean, to be fair, they they I mean, WWE fucked that up. They they fucked yeah. that build up. So, but I mean that that would be the best match to put in. I mean that's that's the only match that would have blood feud potential, yeah. right now. So besides Becky and Charlotte, which again I don't I don't think they've earned the right to get to that point yet in that no. feud. No, not in three weeks. No, 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 no. So, but we'll see what happens in Hell and Cell. Um, but that'll be it for us this week. Thank you guys for sticking around for these SummerSlam chats, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. See you.